This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Last week was uh, characterized by protests and uh, turned violent in some areas. Members of the public sector union Nahau, who have been on strike after wage talks with government broke down, um, decided to, to uh, go to the streets, as it were, in what was supposed to be peaceful protest. But in a number of disturbing incidents, striking workers blockaded entrances to hospitals uh, and uh, preventing patients and healthcare workers from accessing the facilities. The Department of Health attributed the death of the deaths of four patients to the intimidation and violence perpetrated by striking workers. Similarly, we had action on university campuses, which started uh, in the main adverts university, um, where the students who went on protest also went on to the streets, blockading the roads, and then went to uh, parts of Bramfontein where there was looting that happened there. Uh, that uh, also since spread to Cape Town. Uh, university of Cape Town also had clashes uh, uh, with the security and police um, on campus. All, of course, of these protests marked by protests about uh, fees and accommodation. Uh, these two cases have raised some worries and concerns about what could happen uh, in a week's time, this time next week, when the EFF are due to embark on what they're calling a national shutdown. Let's just uh, reflect on this. And I'm joined uh, on the line by uh, the chairman of the Rivonia Circuit and author of Manifesto, A New Vision for South Africa. We'll also be hearing from Basma uh, Shiloa, of course, a former Secretary General or General Secretary of Kosati. But let's start with song as Zibi. Good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, Titi, and to everyone else at home. You know, some one of the things that you wrote about uh, in your book, uh, uh, um, the manifesto, you know, you examined the whole thing about um, a shared morality. And I think those those questions around this uh, shared morality or, you know, um, or even contested morality were, were brought to the fore where you had some people who actually sought to justify some of the actions of the striking workers, you know, who were saying that uh, because they have legitimate uh, um, concerns or points that they were raising, uh, you know, the, 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 the ends justified the means so that they were well within their means to, you know, be pulling patients out of uh, ambulances, uh, to use an extreme case example of what happened, or where doctors were and health workers were being uh, intimidated and assaulted in some cases and being stopped from doing their work. How do we negotiate our way past this because again this all speaks to a country that's descending into general lawlessness so Titi, it's very disturbing actually ex- extremely so and look i i think one of the things we did not really do properly after 1994 was to was to build a democratic culture mm. and secondly to consciously build a society. And a society is bound together by a set of values. We can fight about what those values mean, but we are bound by a set of values. And the political and other contestation that happens in society in that context is about whether some or all of us are living up to those values. So those conversations have not happened. What did we what we did do, however, mm was to have a set of laws, statutes, so we talk about this great cost, 
institution that many of us have not internalized, mm. firstly. And secondly, we relied too much on the power and cult of personality. In yeah. other words, what would Bishop do, do or Madiba or Oliver Tambo say, and what would they do? Unfortunately, those kind of figures fade in the memory, firstly. And secondly, mm. you do not get voluntary support for statutes if people have not internalized the values those statutes mm. are, are trying to are trying to cultivate. And therefore, what you're going to have, you have a dog-eat-dog culture, such as what we have right now, where people pull patients out of ambulances, deny them care, and so on. I was talking to a cousin of mine. He's a doctor in, uh, in Kabecha, and he was nearly in tears mm. because he could not see a patient that he desperately needed to see. Uh, to assist that patient because that patient had been locked uh, away by striking workers. That's cruelty, Titi. Mm. It's not just disorder. Yeah. And we've got to ask ourselves what we need to do. And I th think it lies in, in the intellectual work, I think, but also the moral leadership. Now, that, I want to bring in while I have you here, we also have Mbaz Mashilova, former uh, Skosatu General Secretary, joining us for this one. And now, um, but Mr. Shlova, good morning to you, and thank you as well for your time this morning. I wanted to get your take as well. And just in terms of where, you know, it seems as if a culture within the, you know, unions has not uh, evolved, you know, to to match the, the, the new democratic order in which that we that in which we live, the democratic culture that uh, Songazo Zebi uh, speaks of here, yeah, where uh, where we still think that uh, some of the kind of actions that were you know um, would be you know the when you go out on protest where it used to be acceptable that uh, they would be accompanied by a, a level of violence that. Uh, we surely cannot uh, still be um, employing those same kind of methods in 2023 South Africa. You cannot uh, have an island in the trade unions that issues violence during protests when in general, except for few instances, uh, you know, all protests degenerate into violence not because people are violent, but because those who are organizing it have not done enough work to persuade people to join them. So the best thing you do, you burn tires, so you close roads, you take people out of buses, you take children, uh, you know, which is really unfortunate because trade unions should be able to show that were a slightly different organized formation. I know people will say it's an exception. Yes, it may be an exception, but that exception is becoming the norm. But the point I wanted to make, uh, mm. TT, for me, I can see the violence nature. But what it tells you also is the absence of leadership, both in the trade union movement, mm. in this instance, Nihau, and in government, everyone knew that Nehau was going to go on strike. Mm. No one sought to sit down and say, in this hospital, in that clinic, in that area, what essential services are we going to need? Because the strike, you're not going to stop. 
but you can arrange to say in this hospital the following nurses and you write them down will be allowed to go in morning shift evening shift and all of those the following porters and so forth but all that government did was to simply wait for something to happen mm. and then start crying foul. Mm. Same way they are going to do uh, on, on Monday with the uh, EFF strike. They, they, they know people are going around brandishing mm. tires saying Monday is the day. Mm. I don't think they've got any plans. There's no discussion. And then on Monday, everybody will be wailing. Mm. That's where I think the problem is with this strike and other strikes in essential services. Mm. Yeah. So now, um, Songo just coming back to you, it just seems to me that also what we saw over uh, on the, the campuses as well at Vets University in particular, since that's been the focus um, area, is that this is modeled behavior that, uh, you know, the students are simply acting out. That you see, then you can't expect that uh, at the level of uh, students, for example, you are going to get people who are. Uh, obedient and law abiding when they look to the top you know and they see a whole president being dragged here now for certain things uh, you know activities that maybe were unlawful possibly unlawful activities happening on his own farm where you see members of uh, parliament act in a particular way as well that uh, it's bound to cascade down to you know uh, the ordinary citizens that uh, uh, on a university campus yeah titi look let's let's think about why public violence generally occurs. Mm. It happens when when the political system is not seen to be responsive. Mm. In other words, I have to create a serious inconvenience so that you can pay attention to me and come down to my level and hear me out. Right? So mm. that I think that is the fundamental thing. And the more unaccountable a political system is or unavailable those who supposedly represent people, the more likely that you are to get violence mm. and the more outrageous it is likely to be. Mm. Mm. And that is what often leads to, 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 to riots. And so if the system and and the leaders within it or, or, the, or the people who control the system yeah. were accountable mm. and available, then you've got less likelihood of a of, of violent action. Mm. Uh, Bazima is a trade unionist of very long time standing. Mm. If management is willing to listen and to organize e- and, and to negotiate with workers, even in the context of strike action, when the report back says there is some movement in the conversation, you're less likely to get violent action, firstly. Right. And secondly, mm-hmm. The longer the strike persists, the more violent it is likely to be, and, and mm. so on, because the two parties are not finding one another. And so increased it desperation. is a factor of leadership. Mm. It is a factor of listening. It is a factor of mm. availability and responsiveness of the system. And what we see right. with the students is part of that. Final word from you, Mbaz Mashaloa. Is there a need for a change? I don't know whether to uh, legislation or terms of engagement that will, um, you know, somehow force the unions to be take a lot more accountability when the union when their members uh, um, behave in a particular way in, the, in, a, in a way that is not in line with the law. The law is there. The problem is not the law. The problem is not the rules. The problem is the absence of leadership on both sides. You know, if you go if you go back and look, you'll find that at one point Satao 
was uh, fined money mm. uh, for a strike that went wrong in the Western Cape. So those things are there. Leadership are held accountable. But that's at the end of the, of the situation. That's maybe six years down the line. What I'm arguing, and that would have applied even with the student, mm. the, immediately the first action happened. Leadership must go out there to say, guys, let's talk. Mm. What is the problem? Okay, we know this thing is happening at the national level, at the bargaining level. But here in our clinic, guys, we want to ensure that people mm. come in. Mm. Your parents are coming in to get medication. What is it that we can be able to do? And once you have those kind of discussions, I've got no doubt you will yeah. find that there's going to be less disruption. People will know, okay, the 20 that are going in, they are not scab labor, so to speak. Right. They are going mm. because we have agreed, yes, we go on strike. Yes, we must be visible. Yes, no crossing of the barricade. But these ones must go through and patients must be allowed to go through. Gotcha. If you don't have that, it's going to be forced uh, pressure to say no one comes in here. Got you. Basma Shloa, uh, thank you so much for your time. So as Zibi as well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. There you go. There you go. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.